And welcome back to the Off the Clock Show. Joined again with your host, Sean Gervais from the Orbisex CRM, as well as Marty, Mr. Marshall Hill, from the Pints and Polishing Podcast, as well as Hyperclean Products, car care products, that is. <laughs> and, and he's got everything you need. You can ceramic coat your whole bathroom too, though. But uh, that actually does work, believe it or not, um, on glass and stuff. Oh, big time. But uh, yeah, we, oh, sorry, we use that? it on our shower door all the time. Nice. Like, yeah, yeah. About every year, I go back and redo it and spray it down with slick. Uh, about every month, just so makes love it. Yeah. so much easier. So you know? much easier. Yeah, I, I saw something interesting recently. I hadn't thought of too. Uh, someone was actually ceramic coating a motorcycle helmet, and I don't have a I don't have a bike. Can't ride until my kids are have left the house, as it was explained to me, but <laughs> by the boss, commander in chief. But uh, but yeah, so I don't I don't ride. Uh, so. Something I never thought of, but there's all those like, uh, you know, accessory side of it, uh, because that goes into all kinds of things as well. You know, like I see all these kids on these e-bikes now, these little scooters and stuff, you know, they got to wear helmets or they should wear helmets anyways. And uh, yeah, it's an interesting thing. But, hmm. uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know exactly like how much, I mean, do people like polish their helmet? Like, do they clean it? Like, No idea. I think you're on to something that might not have a big tail. Yeah. might be just a very small yeah. tail that you're chasing well, yeah yeah but, but more for the diy people you know they could diy uh, definitely like yeah, detailer definitely though i don't think so. no yeah. no 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 100 no but uh yeah but it was it was interesting though and it did get my creative juices thinking about alternative markets and stuff you know but, which is an yeah. important process to go through and uh, it is yeah, yeah. I, I had some downtime this weekend because the kids were gone so that's where oh I, yeah we had some dates did we yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And uh, what'd you do on your date? Yeah. So we, you know, it's funny. We didn't really have too much planned because we were supposed to go out of town for a, a baby shower. Unfortunately, we weren't able to make it. We had to deal with some other stuff. Uh, but then once that was done, it was like, well, we had booked this whole weekend off to go out of town. What do we do now? So we stayed in town, um, but we said, let's have a night out without the kids still and do something. Uh, it's important. And so we went out for dinner. We went to the keg had some nice steak wife was craving steak we wanted something nice it was close by our house and then after what that we, what do you like uh so it's funny me i'm more a seafood guy um so in, in this case they had the, like an end of summer special uh it's the end of our summer here did anyway, they ever get the picanha back at that place you go to no chops never oh, no hmm. never came back so disappointing i don't know if maybe nobody ordered it because it, they, they were like what is this they couldn't pronounce on the menu I don't know, but I even asked special requests. I said, listen, we'll come back here every week. No joke. Just put it back on the menu. And they were like, unfortunately, it wasn't very popular here and stuff. Jeez, it, it's wild because to me, that was the best one. But uh, yeah, and that, that restaurant's still good, but their service has been kind of lacking lately. Um, so they just, they grew a little too fast. And uh, I think that might also be one of the reasons they added a ton of stuff to their menu and it's just too much for them to keep up with, you know, so so we went back to the good old classics, the favorites. But uh, so me, I got um, what the hell did they call it? It was a Dungeness crab something with a lobster pasta thing. And then uh, it was like a surf and turf, but also had crab. It was it was really good. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I tell you, though, I was most excited for the crab. And yeah, it was yeah. actually the most disappointing part of the meal, uh, which was crazy. And I was like, geez, guys, this is your special, you know, but they made up for it because the steak was phenomenal. Uh, which was uh, a nice turn of events for me, you know? So that was good. But uh, hey, usually I won't even finish if I get surf and surf, I won't finish the whole steak because I'm not a big red meat guy. But uh, in this instance, man, polished it. 
I was even looking at my wife's so was like, you gonna finish that? <laughs> so yeah, so it was it was good though. We had some nice free time, you know. Uh, afterwards, we went to this thing. Well, tried to go to this thing. Uh, it's called Latin. What do they call it now? Latin Sparks Fest or something. It used to be on Spark Street. This street here, it's a pedestrian street. No cars, no nothing. So it's just shops you can walk to. Huge long road. Um, we used to have it there, and it used to be crazy hype. Now they moved it outdoors. Uh, well, still outdoors, but they moved it to this field, and it's right by the water. Sounds nice during the day. Probably amazing when the sun's out. But once that cool air hits and it's just coming in with a little bit of wind over the, the river, it was freezing. So we pulled up. It's Latin night, you know, so we could hear some music. Yeah, but we're just seeing everybody just standing around in a field. I'm like, geez, man, like it's because they're standing on grass. It's you ever try to do like bachata on grass? <laughs> like it's, it's not fun. You know? can't say that I have. You know, yeah, like, yeah see, exactly. Right. So people were I'm trying to think about trying to think about yeah. that put it on the roadmap they were going yeah, yeah. But, but yeah so it, uh, so people were just standing there and there was a bunch of vendors and so that's what they were banking on but do you think inside of the orbis x group you could do a demonstration for us Jata? Yeah. sure yeah. absolutely yeah, yeah no in grass like <laughs> in grass <laughs> sure, sure i'll do it. i tell you what our, our shop just hit 1200 five-star reviews Woo! once we hit 1500 I'll dance the bachata on grass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell my staff, give the most horrible service you can. <laughs> I got a lot riding on this. <laughs> so you're out dancing in grass this weekend, huh? Mm-hmm. Almost. We didn't go. Cause the, the tickets were a hundred bucks each. And to go, you know, stand around with a bunch of people standing around, listening to the same music I'll listen to at home. Wasn't a fan. So we drove past it. We pulled in like we were going to go and, uh, you know, get the tickets, pull up didn't look like, like the right vibe for us because before man it was so animated everyone was hype everyone was just dancing the streets spinning people around all kinds of stuff because it was on a street you know on a pedestrian street so there's no cars and everything but uh totally changed it so in my opinion they really really messed up on this one and uh, they moved it ever since after covid this was the first time when it was reopening and the the videos and that was one thing i'll say is that the videos online made it look so incredible and so that's where like your marketing is so important because if you hype me up like that and i had bought tickets and then i went and it was terrible you'll never get me again and i'm going to tell every single person that i know don't do this skip this event so it'll be the last time you ever get a dog you know but if you know you set the expectations of what it's really going to be like then uh you know longevity that's how you build that. But but anyway, yeah, so it was a nice weekend. Got to spend some time with the wife. It was really nice uh, without 400 million questions from kids and stuff like that. So, yeah, it was it was a nice, quiet weekend. How about yourself? We did yeah. we did a little day, too. We did some day drinking day. Ooh, all right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, just, uh, we went, uh, went to our butcher. We grabbed some steaks that we ate for that night. Got Ooh. some picanha that I think mm. we'll do tonight or tomorrow night. I hadn't decided. You know, we hadn't been yeah. back to get some Bacani in a while. We we're like, oh, we, so we need some. We need some. <laughs> yeah, I'm so jealous. <laughs> so we went and sat down at one place. You know, we we kind of hopped around a little bit, which was fun. Nice. Uh, I like doing that, you know, just spend the afternoon hopping a couple different places. And one was a, it's a microbrewery that I enjoy in Jinx, which is a suburb of Tulsa that I live. And, you know, we'll go and play chess. So okay. nice. we started that little challenge. That's fun, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and she's almost, I mean, she'll beat me. I think, I think, she, 
she almost got me last game. So she's getting better. She's getting a lot better. I, I know I'm going to lose sometimes. So, yeah. it, you know, <laughs> it's fun. Now, yourself right? for that moment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it is I fun. It's the, yeah. You know, you know, those dates are amazing, though. We used to do that when we went, you know, uh, dates before we had kids. We would always play Scrabble. Uh, that was our mm. thing. We'd always go with bring a Scrabble game. And sometimes the, the waitress, she'd be walking by and she'd like, you know, tell my wife, like, oh, by the way, he's got this or something. I'm like, hey, hey, there goes your tip, you know. So they'd get involved. It was it was a whole thing. Those kind of dates are the best, I think, you know. And uh, gets your mind going. Plus, it just opens up conversation about stuff, you know. Yeah. No, that's exactly what it did. Open up conversation. We started talking about the well what is my theory and what is her theory what do you know then what do we want to do kind of moving forward of the idea of you know time versus money mm. how do you how do you handle your amount of time with the amount of money you want plus when do you trade time for money when do you trade money for time and and mm. that in that that develops some really interesting conversations especially around the fact of the amount of time that I spent giving away free information. Ah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's right. Like, and it's not just the amount of time that you and I spend here on this podcast. It's my yeah. podcast. It's the, the past podcast you and I have done together. Right. That's only just hours of podcasting. Right. Yeah. Then it's, phone calls then it's yep. you know i would go travel around the country doing certifications and i didn't charge for it so it was you use yeah. my products you get certified yeah. and it just you start adding all that up and you begin to ask the question hmm what point what, <laughs> what point do you want yeah. money for your time because you've traded so much time for no money and that really rolls into this idea from uh, inside of the the Orbis X group, right? It was a great question that was was from uh, one of one of the members, and and he posed the question about how you know he had helped. Uh, I guess he didn't post a question. He was posting uh, that he had helped story, one of his yeah. customers, and he had he had said, you know, hey, listen, I, it's not always about money, right? Yeah. And and that is a really great theory, and it's I. As we let's let's have an open kind of discussion about that idea, right? Like I used to have that idea. Yeah. It wasn't always about the money. And it it does make sense at a certain period in time of your life or in your business where it's okay to just help somebody. For sure. And it is, right? Like yeah. there's actually part of us as human beings that we're better as being a human being if we help people, right? Like yeah. it's part of who we are. Like we should help others. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Which is what you and I do, right? Like we Absolutely. do give That's away. So yeah, <laughs> we, we help so much. At what point do you begin to go, okay, I can help people. And if there's a money transaction, then that help and money, time versus money, is actually coexist, and it, it's not a differentiating factor, right? So let's I put into that 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 discussion point with with the guy that that left that uh, post, and I said, okay, so what about if if you had a product that you could have helped him 
with and you sold it to him and it solved his problem, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of just doing something for free, what if you solved your customer's problem or at that point in time, he wasn't even a customer because there was no money traded. So it's a prospect. And that, that yeah. really, when you define it that way, you begin to dig into it a little bit more, right? Because you can't say it was a customer because there was no money transaction. So this was a prospect that looked at your business. And then he left with a free service that he didn't pay for. Mm -hmm. Will he ever come back? And he might. He might. Right? He yeah. might. From my experience, uh, like at our shop, for example, there was times, especially in the beginning, where we would give away things at different times. Like sometimes it was, you know, and even now we run contests and we do give things away. Um, but we do have a process in place for it. So for us, it's not so much. Uh, well, I guess to finish the, the original thought is that anytime we've given away something for free, the customer either didn't value it at all because we, we hadn't even put a value to it kind of thing. Um, and they usually, well, I say customer loosely here because they, they never came back uh, more often than not. Uh, but it, it was the ones that, you know, made a payment. But then when we over deliver on the value to them, that's, those are the ones where we, we've now created a really good relationship because we also set our kind of, you know, parameters that we expect X price or X amount of money in exchange for something. But then on top of that, we're going to over deliver something for them as well. You know, it could be anything. Sometimes it was, you know, we do a little extra something or, hey, we put a little, uh, you know, you mentioned that the sun was in your eyes. We put the sun strip on the front, you know, little things like that that didn't cost us a lot. We gave it away, but it was kind of just bundled in the whole experience. And so we just deliver a great experience. But the times I tell you, the times that we have given things just straight, give it away just to help somebody out, something like that. More often than not, they're actually a headache. <laughs> that, that was our experience. And I mean, maybe other people have completely different experiences, but I hadn't seen any of those people return as, you know, lifelong customers. So do you do you have the uh, tire shops up there that they'll say, hey, come in and you can get a free uh, flat fix where they'll yeah. plug? So yeah. I used to, as I drove around the state and especially at quite a few dealerships, there's random stuff always on the back of those dealerships. And I was always having flat tires or holes in my tires. And I would always have to keep airing them back up. And I started trying to use one of those places, right? Because okay. Okay, you want to do it for free? Man. Yeah, <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> Did I ever spend any money there? No. <laughs> or very little if you did. Uh, no, they eventually said, hey, um, this one's <laughs> not repairable. Yeah, I go. Um, really? Pretty sure it is. And they looked at me like, "Nope, sure isn't." And I was yeah, like, this "Got one. it. I got it, man. Yeah. I got it." Okay, so I took that my, was their limit of that was their limit, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, and that's why I thought this would be an interesting point to just throw back and forth, right? Is is we all give away things, so mm. it wasn't about you know you shouldn't because I've given away. And, you know, he performed a really cool service and helped some guy out. Like, it was awesome, right? Like, yeah. but, you know, if if we all want to be in this long-term, you know, we we do need money. Mm -hmm. we, we can't, as a business, I'm sure he understands that. I'm sure most of us all understand, right? For sure. We, we all understand that we need money and we can't give away our time for free. Okay, 
what if we also think about, well, having these moments where people need something and then we might not be able to do the service for them, but I could still bring them into my company mm. by helping fulfill their need. And that's why I mentioned to him, hey, have you thought about distribution? You know, have you thought about having products on your shelf so that when somebody calls you, sends an email, stops by with a need and you can't do the service? Boy, I would hate. I mean, you yeah. know how hard it takes to get a lead. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. That's a lead. This was yeah. a lead into his company. Now, the mm -hmm. business of detailing, no. But if he had a company in a sense where we're talking, there's different sides of it where there's service, there's product, there's, you know, you can get into different aspects of, of business that would create more of a company environment. Then he would not only be able to service that guy that was a prospect and walked away for free, that guy would actually become a customer. Then he could get him on the list for when he had an opening, right? They become getting into the funnel in a sense, right? Mm -hmm. So then they're in, in your business, they're in your company and you just begin to work them into more things of eventually getting them in to do a coding, eventually getting them in to maintain that coding. But if you never have the product there to sell, you know, you can never meet then that you other, you know, there's this whole other world that the detailers for some reason don't want to be a part of, right? Yeah. Like it's and like, only want to be a part of my service and my service only. It's like, gosh, there's, there's this whole other world of where you just handle customers needs. And if yeah. their need is something that you can't provide in the service and you got a bottle on the shelf that you can sell to them for profit. That's awesome. Right. Ooh, like Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> as a detailer, I didn't have that option. Right. And, and most companies have this massive, when I started to get into distribution, they wanted $40,000. Yeah. I mean, as a just to get started. Or, exactly. Yeah. Like <laughs> what? Like, yeah. huh? Like, it's true. So, now the cost of entry, you know, working with HyperClean, for example, it's incredibly low, uh, yeah. you know? And so it's, it's, and not low in a negative term, but low, it's very affordable to get started. You ease know? of entry. Ease of entry. Thank you. I was trying to think the way to, yeah. Ease of entry is there. And so there's, there's almost no reason not to do it but you really do open up that whole sector. And there are some people I know that are worried that their focus, you know, the customers that they drive in are going to be people that never use their main service, but that's, that can't be further from the truth as well, because what you're actually going to get is the opposite. You're going to get, you know, a segment of people that, you know, Hey, I just wanted to, you know, be able to clean my own car better. You're going to get those people. You're going to get other people that, Hey, I want to be able to clean my car better, but Oh, Hey, you guys also offer this and this service and so on and so forth, or maybe, you know, Hey, I've been doing it, but it's actually a lot of work. You know, So this time I want you guys to handle it. So can we get a maintenance thing going? And those might actually be some of the best customers you ever get, because if they went through the experience of it, they're going to value your time and want to pay you for, you know, what you're worth because they did it themselves as well. And they're like, geez, this is actually a lot of work and your results are even better. So I can only imagine, you know, so so that's where I think it does really open up a lot of different doors. A lot of different doors. You're right. You're yeah. Right. And it's how many of us love side hustle. Yeah. <laughs> we got a whole society of it now. A whole society of side hustles. Like, 
So put some product on the shelf and start a side hustle inside of your main hustle. Like see what happens when you build from your business and create a company. Like, yeah, it's really cool. Like it's a whole other world out there. Absolutely. And, and you can still do all of those kinds of sales while still filling that. Cause sometimes people want to give away stuff because it feels good. Right. The philanthropic kind of, you know, like, Oh, I'm giving back or I helped somebody out. You can Mm -hmm. still get that feeling through sales. Absolutely. So what people get out of that part is they, I love this about a lot of our distributors that have shops and doing what I say is they'll, they'll put inside of their like big ceramic package or their big detail package, a handful of products that are designed for the customer to continue on with their service and maintaining the vehicle. Cause if you had somebody coming back every six months or a year, but in between they continue to keep their car clean your service at six months or a year is going to be a lot exactly. easier. There really is a domino effect that begins to happen. So, you know, they'll put glass cleaner, they'll put, you know, revive in case they have a little spill, you know, they'll put some stuff like that in for the customer so that they can keep their car clean. And they're seeing both sides of their business continue to increase when let's be very clear. There's a lot of people right now that are, are struggling. And they could use that boost. They could, they could use it. That'll help them a lot. And, and one thing that we always give away, I always joke about it with my staff, but we always give away good service. And I know it sounds silly, but we, we do this thing. It's, it's a little theory. It's like, talk to them like your grandma. Um, So this will be a little pre-tip. Here we go. But uh, so basically when, when we're doing a service, what we do is we over deliver on things. And so we are always giving something away, but we do it in a way that, you know, it's kind of like uh, giving away the best experience. So you're giving an experience. That's a service. That is a service. And that's why we go out to eat at a restaurant. You know, it's for that experience. It's, it could be the same kind of food you cook at home. But we talk to customers like you're talking to your grandma because think of that world. You know, like how would you talk to your grandma? You're, you know, you're always going to be kind, courteous. You're going to do whatever you can to come through for them. You, you're going to deliver that value to them. And, uh, and that's something that, you know, you're still going to give the customer that experience. Like they, they got something exceptional out of the transaction, but there is still a transaction. So for me, the transactions always, that's, that's key. That's crucial because that's how we keep the lights on. That's how we pay our staff. So for me, in terms of, you know, trading time and money, money trumps, (laughs) like it comes first because what I can do with my time later, then um, I can use that money and I can fill my own philanthropic needs by, I can do a lot more with, with money than I can, um but you know i could give my time away to one person for example but if i have money i could help out a lot more people um that way so so yeah definitely but distributorship very easy to get into nowadays um i i know what you mean because i remember too uh it was a little different but back when i had my video rental business to get into that business like the overhead or the initial startup was just massive because the the there wasn't really anything out there, but like if I was to do the same kind of business now, there's all these licensing deals you can do with media streaming and stuff like that. So it's a lot different. And just like that industry's evolved, so has the detailing distributorship in terms of products. And you're you're really shooting yourself in the foot if you're not like, man, they just go hand in hand. It's like peanut butter and jelly. Like they just they really do. Like you're using products, so now you could get your own products cheaper and also resell them to others now including not just customers in terms of you know retail side b2b as well other shops that are near you around you you know if uh, if you're worried about competing like uh choose ones that are a little bit further away travel whatever the case may be me personally i'm not but you know, 
here's a good joke and it's literally just a joke but based off of our conversation last week like all you cost calculator guys how about free product because you're selling half your inventory and then the other part of your inventory is free so you don't have to worry about your cost calculator anymore and then you you eventually just get free product plus you're making money because you're selling it so all right done exactly there you go you're you're winning all around exactly that's so true though but that's where you see i'm always a big fan of i spend five percent of my time looking at expenses 95 percent of my time looking for income because you can only whittle your expenses down so far uh and you'll never get to zero that's impossible you're never going to have a business that costs you nothing just doesn't exist and so you're better off to look at the other end of the spectrum where there's no ceiling at all you can earn there's people that earn million dollar today like days that's that's a thing maybe not detailers but you know, it's, it's out there. <laughs> and so there's no ceiling to what you could get. So that's, uh, that's the right approach for sure. But, uh, yeah. yeah. So, so we got a Q4 coming and, uh, I'm doing some, some goal setting or resetting, I guess, because, uh, I don't do the, you know, a lot of people wait for new years and that's where they start thinking about, you know, the, the upcoming year and so on and so forth. But I break my year into micro years and, you know, that's, or micro time, I should say. Uh, so I, I do focus on quarters, but I also focus month to month, week to week, so on and so forth. Uh, but the quarters are the big ones for me. Um, so as they're coming, I, I take a look at what went right, what went wrong in the last quarter. Uh, what do we want to do differently in preparation for? And I find it's a good way to sort of break up the year. And it also coincides with the seasons, um, at least where we are. It's not we're not on the equator, so it's not just the same temperature every day. Uh, so the, the quarters are really uh, how we can kind of gauge what we're going to do for our shop, the marketing we're going to do. So we're already getting geared up for Halloween stuff, things like that, uh, because we want to hopefully anyway, beat the noise because we don't want to get caught up in the noise of, you know, those, those major holidays. Um, but so, yeah, so with, with the quarter approaching, we're doing some, some goal setting and I was giving some thought to goal setting today. And I think that what a lot of people need to do is set better goals by attaching emotions to them. Um, so I was looking at my goals and things I was writing down and it's, it's funny. We ended up talking about, you know, time and money and stuff because, uh, a big part of it was looking at certain businesses that we have. There's, I've got some offers on some of them. Uh, so like even, uh, you know, one of my other companies, printing shark. Um, so there's a, a guy who's interested in sort of teaming up. We're going to be working together. And then even one for our auto shop, different thing going on. And I'm like, okay, so this will free up some time, which is good, you know, and huge injection of cash always helps as well, you know, but uh, I was looking at things and I was thinking how I was going to make a decision, what I should do one way or the other. And initially my, my one thought was just looking at the the pros, you know, the, okay, I'll get more financial freedom, more this, more that, but there was no emotion attached to it. And so I was like, okay, let me think of the emotional side. Like, why do I want financial freedom we all say like oh you know i want to be millionaire by 30 or i want this or that or i want to have a lamborghini but if you have no emotional attachment to that goal your chances of succeeding are are a lot less because you're not going to put in the effort that you need to um so whenever i look at my goals um especially now more than ever uh, i try and find the emotional reason behind that thing so like if you want to be financially free maybe you know, if you look at successful people, usually it's they, they grew up poor, they grew up with less. So that was their driving force. That was the emotion attached to the goal of being financially free. It wasn't just because they wanted a million dollars. It's because the scarcity they had before, the inability to buy certain things, maybe the embarrassment if their card didn't work at the checkout, you know, different things. That was their driving force. 
And it, it's kind of like Mike Tyson in his prime. It's that, you know, that eye of the tiger that's just there. And it, it's unstoppable in comparison to someone who just wants to be financially free because they're like, oh, you know, I see all these, you know, influencers online and like this big house and this and that. If there's no emotion behind that, that goal is going to be really hard to attain. And so when looking at all your goals, try and find that emotional connection. And even with your advertising, like I said, we're redoing all our stuff right now and, you know, for the upcoming uh, holidays, the emotion behind it is what's going to be the driving force of people reacting to our ads as well. So when we're looking at our goals, we're also looking at our customers' goals. Why do they want to do this? Why do they want to do that? And then we're trying to pluck out those emotions as well. So it's so anyway, that's that's what I'm looking for in Q4 and uh, my thoughts on goal setting. How about yourself? You got some uh, upcoming Q4 goals? So we, well, ours are releases. Ah, I like it. Okay. So our, that's the way our goals become is what products we're releasing. What product, and so, what new distributor, location, geographic zone. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, no, specifically, pro- I mean, yeah, I mean, Most I get your days. side, but, you know, what we kind of, you know, just, that's just the way our, the chemical business, like everything revolves around okay. the launches, right? Okay. The next product that we're going to release. And then, so it's actually what we did today in our, our meeting. We had a meeting yesterday really? and then we finalized our meeting today of, you know, what does the rest of, of this year look like? Uh, and then today was, what are we going to put out quarter one? And uh, beautiful. that's exciting. So I've got some work yeah. ahead of me and uh, that's, it's going to be, it's going to be fun, man. You know, it developing is it's, it's just, there's so many things that you can play around with. Right. And there's so many different additives. There's so many different. And so those products, we get to start working on them now. And that's exciting, right? Like when you're just launching, you know, thinking about a launch and you're just, just going through the, you know, the first parts of, well, what do you want in this product? What do we want in this? You know, what is, so one particular is an AIO, you know, do we want it to be a ceramic based AIO? Do we want it to be a wax based AIO? You know, see what, what do we want in there? How do we want, what level of cut do we want? How much polish do I, you know, we can start to really plan out and it's still six months away. So got tons of time and that, that, yeah, to me, that's amazing. that's yeah. really fun. Yeah, I, I yeah. do enjoy that. So. Yeah. How do you, you know, trying to think of it from your perspective, because like I, you know, have experience developing products and stuff, uh, primarily in, you know, the software area. But, you know, like looking at a product in my mind, the process would be find a problem and then try and, you know, make a product that, you know, fixes that that problem or does it better than what's on the market sure. or something like that. Yeah. Imagine. But sometimes through that process. I wonder if sometimes it's uh, almost like, I don't know, like a discovery where you're doing something and then it's like, holy shit, I know we were going for this, but this would actually work really well for that. It, how, how common is it? Does it does happen. Yeah. Does okay. Happen. Yeah. It does happen quite a bit. Yeah. I had a feeling, you know, it's kind of mm-hmm. like the, the guy who invented the, the breath freshener, the like mouthwash, you know, stuff like that. They try making one thing and then, like, oh shit, this actually works really well for this. You know, it's, yeah, that that always fascinates me because it's it's just that by chance, but being able to recognize that whoa, mm-hmm. this could actually and or being able to you know the the boring part becomes also part of the fun part. Studying uh, ain't fun. Yeah, <laughs> going back and trying to to learn all that stuff and re understand what everything is and 
I can't, I've never been a person that can remember these big old long chemistry words. I just, that's not me, yeah. but I can make little notes to remind myself of, okay, this one's this type of, you know, this one's going to be this and I can put them into categories that way. And then I can come back and go, all right, I'm looking for, for instance, I'm looking for a little bit more lubrication or, Hey, I'm looking for a little bit more mm. on this finishing spray. I, I want a little bit more protection, right? Just examples. So then that means how you, you know, okay, well, I remember this, this product, it talked about, it can mm. add, you know, release surface tension. Okay. Well, that's gonna, that's, you know, of course, then that would translate into, well, that would make it slicker. Bingo. Let's add yeah. some of this into it. You know, let's start at what 3% and figure out that formula, add it in and go test it. Right. Like yeah, yeah. that. And then, okay, and now let me do, becomes the yeah, fun. then let me yeah. do a little bit more. And then did that solve my problem? And then, you know, it, it, it is fun, man. I, I do enjoy yeah. it. It's, it's, a, it's really enjoyable. hundred percent. And so right there though, see, when setting your goals, you can see you've got that emotion behind it as well. Sure. Well, it's the emotion yeah. of, of enjoyment. Yeah, yeah, I guess is what you're saying. That's, we're that's we're beautiful. also the other part that is is interesting too is we're building out the the wash bay. We just painted oh, nice. it. I put up. I found this company that does wall art, like vinyl okay. wall art, and nice. so we we stuck the wall art up. It says Hyperclean. It's got our big favicon, and we'll start to build out now a YouTube how to. Uh, section so that we can add all those into our website, which you'll love, right? Hey. And we got all those yep. link connections and we can continue to Dude. build out stuff on the website while having more information of, you know, using the hyperclean products on YouTube. Yeah. That's beautiful. So, so those yeah, yeah. are, those are the big things for me. Yeah. 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 That's the fun. How much going on over here at HQ? Huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> pretty slow. Pretty slow. Pretty slow. Yeah. Slow's good. Slow and steady. <laughs> no, you got tons going on, but tons, no, that's yeah, it though. It's a blast. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's, that's the fun stuff. It's the benefit you know? of ADD, right? Yeah. It's, it, it's, <laughs> you can have so stuff. much going on. <laughs> it's, you know, I almost feel like uh, they should study and see if, the, like all the successful people in whatever field they're in, I bet you you'd find there's a, a high percentage of it, it might be even minute in some people, but uh, it's it's definitely there. You know, that's a. I think that's there, uh, and you can earmuffs if you want. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think the 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 other one that is there, if 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 anybody remembers that uh, think how to think and grow rich, I think it was that book that talks about uh, also the majority of all successful people that are driven people are also highly sexual. Oh, that is no another way. interesting little, you know, shit. I wonder wow. the ADD side, but Ooh. I know in that book, he specifically talked about that. Like he even listed presidents and all these people that had harems. Wow. And I mean, he ratted all, yeah. if that would have been written to today, like it would have been this like laundry list of people that were getting strung up. Like, I mean, oh, it was, yeah. yeah, it was interesting part of that book it was yeah yeah wow it's it's amazing i'm huh? looking at those like personality traits and stuff mm -hmm. yeah it's uh, the commonalities that's man that's wild so so i do have a quick tip uh for today uh i know i kind of threw out some borderline tips there earlier but uh but i'll dive into something that uh, i was i was thinking recently because i previously had a business mentor a long time ago we had a business together and things just went south because he he kind of i don't know something kind of happened with him he just flipped his whole personality um overnight but uh 
we had some some businesses going that were good. He was twice twice my age at the time. I was really young, um, and he had made some products before he invented things. Uh, I don't know if you remember a product from the eighties. It was like a little brick. There was a fake brick. You could throw it, and it, it like wouldn't break the TV. It was like a gag gift they sold in dollar stores and stuff like that. Anyway, he invented this product. He did really well with it, but um, <laughs> not well enough that you remember it. But he, he did do well in it financially. Uh, anyway, he made a bunch of products, uh, but he he gave me the best experience and the worst experience in business. Um, and I didn't choose him as a mentor at the time. We just started working together. We built this software application. Uh, we got an offer from Yellow Pages for $5 million. It was a, it was a great journey. But after that point, he started to kind of lose his marbles and it was just a really bad working environment working with him. So I ended up just signing over my shares, walked away, clean slate, because I didn't want to end up in court now and stuck with this guy for like three, four years, God knows, battling it out. Um, it just wasn't worth it for me at the time. I almost lost my family. It was, it was a mess. So I knew when to, to call it quits. Um, the, the tip for today is to find a mentor of some kind, whether it's, it could be someone online, maybe you watch Gary Vee, maybe it's someone in your local you know, chamber of commerce, who knows what it is, but everybody can benefit from a mentor in some way, shape or form. And even my terrible experience ultimately in the end had a lot of pros as well uh, through the process. And I, I was thinking about this recently because there's a guy, Joseph McClendon, 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 that's it, the third, um, Joseph McClendon, the third, he's, he was a coach uh, primarily for um, athletes. And so he was training some athletes on how to do things. And I was, I was listening to his story and it was, it was pretty cool what he did. Um, and he, he was highlighting the difference between an actual mentor and a coach um, that has your best interest at heart. And what he did was pretty cool. And I'm going to encourage all of you to every day move your own pylon. And what he did is he was training an athletic runner uh, who was going to compete in the uh, Olympics. And the guy was trying to beat um, his four-minute mark. He was just having a mental blockage. He wasn't doing very well. So this guy did something pretty cool. He said, listen, I'll train you. He said, it's going to take a couple of weeks, but I'll train you. And you're going to smash that four-minute mark, no problem. So first day they show up, he goes out a mile, he puts down some cones, the guy runs just over four minutes, didn't make his time at all. They knew that was going to happen. He said, okay, no worries, no worries. Come back tomorrow. We'll do it again. He went back tomorrow, runs. This time he did even worse. Comes back the next day, did even worse. This goes on for a week. The guy's about to give up. He's like, listen, I'm not getting any better. I'm go going out every day. <laughs> the guy's like, just trust me, stick with it. So, okay, they keep going. Another week, another two weeks go by, and the guy's getting progressively worse. So the guy's literally at the point, he says, you know what, I'm just done. I'm, I'm, I'm finished. I'm not doing this anymore. And the guy says, listen, one more time. Come tomorrow. You're going to smash that four-minute mark. I guarantee it. Guy comes back the next day and blows it out of the water, just smashes his record. He's like, how the hell did you do that? He said, listen, he says, for the last couple of weeks, I've just been moving the pylons further and further and further away. And... We don't do that enough to ourselves, I don't think. I don't think that we, you know, we set goals and typically what we'll do is move the pylons a little bit closer to give ourselves that sense of achievement, that pat on the back. And often the people we consider mentors, you know, our friends, family, things like that, or someone, you know, that doesn't want to tell you the truth, doesn't want to actually help you push and reach, you know, breaking that four minute mark. Um, they're, they're actually doing you a disservice. And so looking at the right mentors and one that's going to secretly push those pylons away because they believe that that's how you're going to actually reach your goals. I think it's super important. And so take some time and take a look at your current mentorship that you're getting and see if, are they pulling the pylons closer to you 
or further away. And it's tough, you know, as you suggested, finding mentor and, you know, mention some people online. I mean, it's, it's where it gets really yeah. tough is, you know, especially there's detailed mentor like coaches oh, yeah. and these guys <laughs> that, you know, they've been out of business 20 years, but they want to coach yeah. you and talk about entrepreneurship. And it's like, huh? Yes. Or they're 20 and they want to be their, your life coach. Like, yeah. It's like, how about you have a life first? And then yeah, like, I get it. You got some good stuff to say. I'm not, I'm not hating on yeah. what you, you know, but I just don't know, you know, so it's, it's good. I, I love the idea. Absolutely. I always, yeah. as a young guy, I always wanted somebody to help, like somebody to, yeah. to, to call it a, padawan to you know to to a jedi right like yeah. i always wanted to have somebody kind of bring me along and and guide me and let me never found it yeah. never most people always ran away from me <laughs> <laughs> that part i understand no i'm just kidding <laughs> but it, it is tough though it's uh yeah, it's very yeah. tough it's and tough. especially because a lot of people that have finally, you know, made it or accomplished something. Like even now I get asked all the time, like, Hey, could you uh, mentor me? Could you do this and that? And it's just time. Like, I, uh, yeah. And so that's why I think you run into the guys that want to, which is ironic, right? We talked earlier about yeah. time or money, but like <laughs> there does like, so in the, if you're not going to want to just go pay somebody, right. So mm -hmm. there's plenty of these people you can go pay. I'm not going to voice my opinion anymore about that. I think if you want to do it bootstrapped in a sense, if you want to do it the, the way that you could do it is go get an audible account, force yourself to sign yeah. up for that $15 a month credit and use them. Learn, yeah. sit as you're doing, stop entertaining yourself. The amount of people that waste their time listening to music. Don't get me wrong. Right. We've talked about love my music. love for EDM. Yeah. I, I love music. However, I realized that I was trading my time for entertainment and mm -hmm. I wasn't educating myself. I remember this quote and it was something I butcher it again, but it's something probably like 60 books a year. The average CEO reads something like that or this, yeah. right? Some crazy number. I can't read. So I don't do that. And I listen to books or I'll listen to podcasts and, and I'll just schedule throughout the day who I'm going to listen to, right? Do I want to learn about sales? Do I want to learn about, you know, likability? Do I want to learn about schedule? Do I want to learn about, you know, this David Goggins? I went through that one, right? I, yeah. That was a great book, right? Like listening yeah. to, to that type of stuff really does. They can all become your mentor. That Think exactly. and Grow Rich guy talked about this from 100 years ago of, there's, you know, there's these receptors and receivers in our brain and people say things and like you literally can create, you can imagine, you can use their environment, what they did and, and their hit life to, to bring into yours. You can do it. That would definitely be a book to go, to go get and understand what he was talking about. hundred percent. Yeah. And I, I always loved reading, uh, but I, I've gotten into the audiobooks as well because I can skip certain segments i can go back to it i can because sometimes you know well, like for me i've got to put it in like 1.2 or 1.5 like for me yeah, to pay attention i've got to go up. fast <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely but that's the beauty about it and the cool thing is that for very little money so instead of you know paying one of these like so-called gurus or something online you know like oh buy my course for you know three thousand dollars or something three thousand dollars goes a long way on audible 
like a long way. And you can literally have conversations with people where the, the beauty about it is you're cutting through all the fluff and the bullshit. Like they've literally, it's gone through an editor, a publisher, all these things. So they've condensed it down. So you're just getting the meat and potatoes. And so for, for like, you know, $20, $15, you can have literally a conversation with someone that's successful in whatever, you know, component of your journey you want to learn about, whether it's sales, marketing, SEO, it could be anything. They've got topics on that. And, and that's where definitely take advantage. I think, I think it's highly underused uh, by society, 100%. And I, I do YouTube videos too sometimes. Um, you know, I follow certain channels. Uh, the one thing I, I would caution there is that people should pick and choose uh, because um, and and also pick and choose your platforms because a lot of those platforms, unlike Audible, they're designed to keep you there for hours and get views, and yeah, hours and hours mm -hmm. exactly. And there so, for views and time, yeah, yeah. So that's more of a time commitment. And so when it comes to trading your time and your money, Audible, like I said, you're going to get the condensed. This is the cliff notes, what you need to know. Uh, YouTube. The longer they keep you there, the better. So, you know, just keep that in mind <laughs> for sure. Yeah. The... All right. So for my tip today, <laughs> I was thinking about, uh, I was thinking about a struggle that a lot of us have and that's, hmm. well, making a sale. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> right. And I was thinking about selling somebody and how difficult that can be. Hmm. And I was, you know, as we were, thinking through from the weekend i was sitting there on my couch and i you know it's just trying to think about you know what you know what i think probably one of the best tips that i learned and learned it you know from doing it plus then as i listened to audible and listened to sales books so many people also talk about this it's finding common ground uh. like you if we're hesitant if you're a person that's hesitant to strike up a conversation or well what do i say or how do i even talk to somebody the absolute best way is find common ground let's put it into a different perspective hmm. you're a guy that wants to go be a mobile detail maintenance and you want to grow your business what is the thing that you need to do with your customer on a regular time that you see them you need to talk to them, talk. <laughs> right? Like yeah. it, it is good to have, you know, the ability to not see your customers, but you do need, I mean, you do really need to, if you're the owner, be there to talk yeah. to them occasionally, or let's say you, you don't have guys out doing it full time and you're the guy with you and maybe one other guy or something, right? Like, what do you say? You're a 20 year old kid, right? So here's a challenge. You're 20 to 25 and you got a 60 year old man. I mean, yeah. what do I mean? What common <laughs> ground? That's right. Like, what do you say? But you have to have, I think you would agree. Anybody that's been in sales, anybody that's been in business a long time, you got to have relationships with your customers. Mm -hmm. So for instance, I, I, we just have a, a new distributor come on board. Kimberly, not you, but thank you. Also you, new yeah. distributor in Canada. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about her, but now that I talk about this show and we're talking about I was like, oh yeah, Kimberly too. But we have a new distributor in Kansas City. And my conversations with him heavily were around barbecue. Yeah. Kansas City, right? 
Yeah. Absolutely know that this guy's most likely, right? A little bit of car talk, but a lot of barbecue talk. Yeah. Now, now that it's going into the fall, right? Mm-hmm. Now that after Sunday's first loss, now we get to talk about the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Right? Now there's a reason for me to watch the Kansas City Chiefs play football, to know how they're doing, to know about, right? Then when I talk to him, oh man, yeah, did you see that? Right? So easy. Right. Maybe you you see a guy and you you look at him and you look at his clothing. Maybe it's his shoes. Maybe, but so many people, which is why I love food. I I guarantee if that guy's rolling in a Porsche, he probably also likes to cook steak. Right. He probably also has a really nice backyard patio, right? Like he probably has some things that you can talk about, right? Like Hey, you know, what's, what's, what's been your favorite cut of meat lately, right? Or, Hey man, you know, you probably can find out if they play golf either way, finding something. I was just about to mention the the golf clubs. We, uh, when someone shows up and the trunk is empty, we, depending on their gender, we'll make different sort of like little jokes about something. So like usually when it's the guys that come in and they've got the, you know, empty trunk, and stuff will we'll be like oh perfect place to put your clubs and then see how he reacts and he's like oh no i don't golf perfect no problem so we try and find something else you know and then uh same thing flip that we do it uh okay but hold on i, I don't want to i don't want to say that you should always i didn't want to go too far into this that I, I don't misunderstand if he does play golf and you don't that's not common ground so don't yeah, misunderstand me right like so that's, that's why i wanted to make sure i Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If you do, but okay, golf clubs is perfect though, right? Because you can begin to find what they do, and if you don't do it, right? Because you're right. Uh, So I would open up the trunk, and there was a guy that always had a bowling ball there. So Uh, one time I just asked him about his bowling ball. I I haven't bowled in forever, which is what I said, and then I could go into. What do you like? Right. So even if it's not something that don't do not try and create common ground with on, something on common you have no yeah. idea about. So <laughs> I didn't push that for common ground. That'll actually have t- the opposite effect too. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I never talked to that guy about bowling balls ever again because I don't bowl, but I at least had, that was the sales part of it. But the common ground side of it, you do have to eventually find something that you both like. And then you can talk mm-hmm. to him about it. And then, right, you have this part of where we talked about there's a financial exchange and there's a relationship there that builds that in-depth more of the relationship combined with the financials. That's gotta, how you can that's grow a formula for success. Massive, yeah, yeah massive long-term yeah. success. To, to add one thing to that, I would say try not to, like try to find common ground that isn't relating to their car specifically mm. um and a, a few reasons for that is cars change uh number one so if that becomes the common ground that one particular car uh cars do change but the other thing too is that uh it's like they know they're bringing their car to you that's already like that's already kind of common ground in a sense like there's you're there to work on their vehicle they're bringing their vehicle there they get it it doesn't seem personal at that point and the common ground you want to look for is something more on a personal you, level you could use the car and say hey I, you know, I saw some grass been anywhere fun lately or hey i, I noticed yeah. you you know something something you, you guys been on a trip right you could mm-hmm. say something that would be uh you like know a, a general 
lead in and then they might yeah. go oh yeah we went down to this restaurant and, da, 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 and oh yeah i love to eat there too or i'd love to eat out what are some of your other favorite restaurants and then next time, oh yeah hey i went now go to it if they yeah. give you a restaurant to go to you better go to it yeah if it's their restaurant go to it hey i tried that restaurant you mentioned last time thank you so much that was such a great right like boom yeah. boom boom and that's that's a really good one too because then they feel there's that give and take as well you know so there's the like you took their advice so then now when you give them advice hey by the way you should add this you know to your package or something like that there's kind of that that level of trust that's there now too so absolutely but uh man that's a good tip though yeah common ground and how to make a sale because that is something i think a lot of people struggle with and it's the easiest way is yeah building that common ground and that's where clothing music food activities like sports um yeah we we try and stay away it's just us at our shop we try and stay away from the the sports side of things because here most most people say the you know hockey thing and then when it comes to different teams oh boy <laughs> but that being said all depends you know um and there's ways that you can you can handle those uh yeah you can say <laughs> oh yeah okay so you're a Steeler fan that's cool i'm a, i'm i'm not i i love watching them and you could talk about the Steelers that's yeah. not a problem. Yeah. I've done it to where I've just said, you know, if I if I knew they'd like something, right, it might not be common ground, but it might be something that would be much more salesy of like, you know, yeah. you're always, you, know, you know, it really does for this point of what I'm saying is it's that next level of actually finding something that you both enjoy because yeah. you can you can keep customers around by just always saying, you know, hey, how's your how's your team or. Hey, how's it? You know, but yeah. if you could actually find something you both enjoy, that's that's it's when it gets like better. solidified yeah. now. Yeah, exactly. And put all this information in your CRM, put it into Orbis X. Super important. We we do that. We look for certain things and we just make random notes. The guy might have a book on the, you know, the back uh, his back window. And inside the customer profile, they can go in and start logging what the customer likes, exactly. what their habits are. Yep. And That's valuable information. Oh, yeah. And then you just have it. And then the cool thing, too, is you could look up, uh, let's say you put it in your notes or the journal, you can search and you can even tag them in Orbis X. So maybe it's uh, a sports team name. And then now you can go and look up all your customers that have that exact same interest that you tagged. And then now you can go do an SMS blast to all those people. Powerful. Oh, yeah. Just checking in. Sorry, the Chiefs took a whooping. <laughs> You know, <laughs> little things like that. Super powerful, very easy to do, but only made possible with the one and only Orbis X. <laughs> Thanks, Marty. Appreciate you. And congratulations. I know there's uh, some upcoming product stuff going on. Uh, so very excited to hear about that. Guys, don't forget, tune in to the Pints of Polishing podcast as well. And reach out about some distributor opportunities to expand your horizons. Awesome. Anything else, Marty? We're good. All right. I will see you next Tuesday. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you next time. All right, cheers.